0: Hare Krishna.
1: Okay. Ah. Wow! Um,
0: actually, okay, but we'll see. Hare <laughs> Krishna. Welcome, everyone. Um, I'm also a guest, so I'm welcoming myself. <coughs> So we have translation going on there. Ah, Sasha is translating. Yeah. Very good. We, we discovered yesterday, we discovered Sasha, <laughs> expert translator. <laughs> <laughs> Omagyana timadandasya, gyananjana shalakaya. Chakshudun minitam yena tasmai shri gura vena shri chetanyam ano vishtam stapitam yena bhutale svayam rupa kada dadati svapadam tikam vande ham shri guru shri yutta parakamalam shri guru nvaishnavanscha Shirupam Sadrajatam, Sahagana Raghunatam, Vitam sadivam, Sajivam, Sadvaitam Savadutam, Parijana Sahitam, Krishna Sri Shiradha Krishna Padan, Sahagana Lalita, Shivisha Kanditam, Nama O Padaya. Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Shri Mate bhakti Bhaktivedanta Swamin Itinamine Namaste Sarasvatri Debe Gauravani Pracharine Nivisesha Shunyavani Paschatyade Shatarine Vanchatata Kripa Sindhurya Evacha Patitha na pavanebhyo namo namah He Krishna karuna-sendhyo Dinavando jagat Gopesha Gopesa gopika-kanta radha-kanta namo-sute Tattakamshana-gorangi radhe-vindavaneshwari Rishavanu Sude Devi pranami Hari Kriya Jai Shikrishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shia Veda Ganadhar Shiva Sari Goravata Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama Ramanama. Um may I suggest we open more windows if it's possible? Or are they I can't tell if they're open. I think I think we will want some air. <laughs> Breathing is sometimes recommended in the practice of yoga, and we are practicing bhakti yoga. Are they open? Or uh, or do we need uh, some ventilator to get the air moving? It feels like the air is uh, on strike. Do we have uh, some machine we could use to get some circulation? Otherwise, I fear that I will be speaking and we will see a bunch of devotees (laughs) like this. (laughs) Good. So, very nice. Uh, to see all of you. I'm uh, amazed. (coughs) Some of you are coming from way far away, all the way from Rijeka, and even further away. Uh, What is the island? Krik, right? Tana is on Krik Island. (laughs) And uh, from Ljubljana, and from Maribor, yes. Koprivnitsa Byelovar wow! That's pretty amazing. I'm... <clears throat> I'm coming from... <laughs> Velika Gorica. Wow, Swami! You're here! <laughs> Hare Krishna!
1: What a happy surprise.
0: (laughs) Ah, Do we have a chair for Chandramali Swami Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. (laughs) Maybe on the lady side or on the gent's side. I don't know. (laughs) Or we can we can slide all of us this way. I don't know. (laughs) Hare. Ah, here comes a fan. I didn't know you were in town. Oh, just
1: (laughs) Are (laughs) the (laughs)
2: fan
0: near you or towards the devotees. Um, I don't know. No, not directly to me. I just I think. Yeah. Yeah, maybe something like that. Try. Yeah, you can. I think you can turn it more this way. Yeah? Yeah, like that. Now you get it right in your face. Sorry. (laughs) Further back.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm, yeah, the fan club <laughs> Good, so let us begin Om Namo Bhagavate Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya
1: Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya
0: Om Bhagavate, vasudevaya. bhagavate vasudevaya. Today I thought we could read from Bhagavad Gita beginning with Arjuna's question in chapter two, Uh, his question uh, toward the end of chapter two, in which he's asking, he's asking Krishna to identify some uh, characteristics of an advanced yogi. So, okay, we have it, visible. a ball. we could chant together, why not? And also, is there an English uh, Bhagavad Gita I might have use for it? Okay. <clears throat> Arjuna Uvacha, Arjuna Stita pragyasya kabasa, Stita pragyasya kabasa, Stita pragyasya kabasa, Samadhi stasya keshava, Samadhi stasya keshava. Samadhi stasya keshava. Samadhi stasya keshava. Samadhi stasya keshava. Stimola, stita king pravasheta. stita di king pravas stita di king pravas stita di king pravas eta kim asita rajeta kim brajeta kim asita rajeta kim kim asita rajeta kim You can lead the chanting, yeah. Fifty-four? Fifty-four. Yeah. Is there another
2: one? No, I'm actually going to come. Here's another one. Arjuna Uvacha, Arjuna Uvacha, Sthita Pragyasya Kambasya,
1: Stita Pragyasya Kambasya, Samadhi
2: Kesava, Samadhi Stasya Kesava,
1: Dikim Prabhaseta, Stita
2: Dikim Prabhaseta, Kim, Sthita
1: Sthita kim,
2: Sthita Sthita di kim Vajeta Kim, Kim
1: Vajeta
0: good anyone else arjuna vacha
1: arjuna vacha, vacha stita pragyasya vasha stita pragyasya vasha adistasya keshava adistasya keshava stita dikim Prabasheta. stita dikim prabhaseta Sita Rajeta King, he must be Arjuna, Vacha, Arjuna, Vacha, Sita, Pabasha, Sita, 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 in the bath shikha siva devin prabacheta in ma sita rajata kin sita rajata
0: kin one more lady then we have equal no anybody one more lady
1: arjuna ughatam arjuna ughatam Cabasha, Steve of Pandasia, Cabasha, Samadistas, Yakeshava, Samadistas,
0: Yakeshava, Steve of the Sita of Basheta, Steve of the
1: King of Basheta, he must eat
0: the Tana really belts it out. Don't you? <laughs> nice. Okay, what's all this mean? Arjuna Uvacha. Arjuna said. Arjuna said. Arjuna reka. Stita prajnasya. Stita Of one who is situated in fixed Krishna consciousness. Of one who is situated in fixed Krishna consciousness. Ka. What? Bhasha. Bhasha, language, language. Samadhi, stasya. Samadhi Stasya, of one situated in trance. trance. Keshava, O Krishna, o Krishna. Stitadi. Stitadi, one fixed in Krishna consciousness. In Krishna consciousness. Kim. Kim, what? Kim. Prabhasita speaks. speaks. Kim, Kim. how? how. Asita. Asita does remain still. Vrajeta walks. walks. Kim, Kim. how? how. <laughs> Lots of how and what questions here. Translation ends, purport by His Divine Grace, Sesi Bhaktivedanta Swami, Śrīla Prabhupāda Translation, Arjuna said, O Krishna, what are the symptoms of one whose consciousness is thus merged in transcendence? How does he speak? What is his language? How does he sit? And how does he walk? Therefore, as there are symptoms for each and every man in terms of his particular situation, similarly, one who is Krishna conscious has his particular nature: talking, walking, thinking, feeling, etc. As a rich man has his symptoms by which he is known as a rich man. As a diseased man has his symptoms by which he is known as diseased or as a learned man has his symptoms so a man in transcendental consciousness of Krishna has specific symptoms in various dealings one can know his specific symptoms from the Bhagavad Gita most important is how the man in Krishna consciousness speaks confirmed for Speech, <laughs> he was saying, oh, oh, I'd better watch my speech. <clears throat> For speech is the most important quality of any man. It is said that a fool is undiscovered as long as he does not speak, and certainly a well-dressed fool cannot be identified unless he speaks. But... As soon as he speaks, he reveals himself at once. The immediate symptom of a Krishna conscious man is that he speaks only of Krishna and of matters related to him. Other symptoms then automatically follow as stated below and then follows several verses uh, of Krishna's answer to this question. It can be said that the rest of this chapter is an answer to this question. And so I thought it's a nice, a nice topic for us to consider today. And uh, I thought we can start with, with Arjuna's question. Mm. Arjuna, as most of you know, many of you know, Arjuna is hearing from Krishna about, uh, well, we might want to say today about spiritual life. Material life is what most people most of the time hear about, and spiritual life is what we hear about Uh, in a Krishna temple, and Śrīla Prabhupāda will often use this phrase, Krishna consciousness, to sort of comprehend the whole idea of spiritual life. Um, And he will make a contrast between spiritual and material. And we can say a lot of what we try to understand in this uh, culture of spiritual life is how to identify uh, or how to distinguish between the two, between material life and spiritual life. We, are, we, we discriminate, we make distinctions. What's the word for distinction in Hryvatsky? Razlika. Razlika. Yeah. Huh? Razlika. Sounds like a good, powerful word. Razlika. <laughs> uh. Distinction between spiritual and material? Razlika? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I knew we'd get a, a spanner in the works. <laughs> okay, so, um, well, let's look a little at this particular verse of the questions because he's asking several questions here. And as Prabhupada emphasizes, the main issue is speech, uh, which is expressed in two ways. It's, uh, we have the word bha uh, which can mean language. Many of you have heard of Basha. Yes. Uh, and there's also Bhasha <laughs> and English Bhasha. Anreji. In, in Hindi, the word for English is Anreji. So if you go to Vrindavan, you'll hear locals referring to Krishna Balaram Mandir, as Anreji Mandir, the English temple.
2: <laughs>
0: Anreji Mandir, yeah. Uh, there's Bahasa, Basha, but there's also Prabashita. Now, here I want to give you a little. Um, a little Sanskrit lesson. hope you don't mind, um, but I find this I find it interesting, and I hope you will find it also interesting, <laughs> but if not, what to do? <laughs> this is uh, this is a word in a particular form of uh, verb what is the uh croatian for verb glagol 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 Glago? Glago. glagol <laughs> <laughs> ooh <clears throat> now probably in in um because i think you have a quite highly inflected language which is also, Sanskrit is a highly inflected language. Um, so, how would you say in Frivatsky, uh, you want to tell someone in Frivatsky, not in Bengali, you want to tell them Haribolo. What does Bolo mean in Bengali? Pievei. <coughs> <coughs> Pye vai. Pye vai. Okay, you get that I, right? That's the imperative. That's the imperative, isn't it? Pyevai! Pyevai Hari! Pyevai Hari!
1: Huh?
0: Pyevai! Pyevai! Pyevai Hari! <laughs> <laughs> so, you should start that medium
2: we should begin that immediately.
0: <laughs> we should institute it. Yeah. We should make a rule. Oh no, sorry. <laughs> uh, okay. So that's a, that's a particular form of what was it again? The glagula, glagula, uh, which is telling someone, do it, right? Just do it. Uh, There's no question, it's imperative, we say. Okay, now, in, in Sanskrit we have something which is something like the imperative, but it's not. It's called in English the optative. And the optative, it's quite interesting because it has quite several different shades of meaning. One of them can be practically an imperative, and Śrīla Prabhupāda uh, will refer to this. tat Sagurun sa eva bigacet. You must, he says, take shelter of guru if you want to know, understand transcendental knowledge. Mm. <laughs> Yes, eva abhigacet, that's here the optative of you must go. Um, but this, uh, this, this form has a variety of other possibilities. It can also be an invitation. It can be an invitation. Wouldn't you like to take shelter of a guru um, um, because you want to uh, attain, you want to gain spiritual knowledge. So if you want to gain spiritual knowledge, then it's a pretty good idea (laughs) because actually it's the only way you're going to get. So it's, it's, it's kind of being persuasive at the same time. There's another type of vidhi lean. Sorry, the technical term in Sanskrit for this type of verb is vidhi lean. The word vidhi, from uh, which we get the word vaidhi. You've heard of vaidhi bhakti, many of you. Vaidhi bhakti, vaidhi sadhana bhakti. That word vaidhi comes from vidhi, and vidhi is. It's following rules. But the rules are not in the command form. They're not saying, Haribolo. They're saying, if you want to get this result, then chant the holy name. Okay? Uh, there's other uh, shades of meaning to this vidhi lean. One is if you are uh, calling someone, you want someone to come to you. You know in uh, India, you make this gesture. <coughs> Rule number one, this is a vidhi. If you're going to do this, do it only with your right hand. Don't do it with your left hand. It's, it would be considered an insult. So with your right hand, you go like this. Please come. And if uh, you're not in India, you're in Croatia, and you do this, someone will say, "Oh, what is he doing? Is he telling me to sit down or what? Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Go away. (laughs) No, it's come here. So this is the nimantrana form of the vidhilin. There's also, as I mentioned, the invitation, which is an amantrana. Uh, sort of Vitillin and there's also um, a respectful command someone you is a you, it's our superior, but we would like the superior to kindly sit down so please sit down so that that uh, would be a form uh, called the aishta and then there's. Uh, what is called samprashna Vihillin, which is a deliberation. A deliberation is a consideration. How might it be the case and I believe that this is how Prabhashita is being used here how how might be the speaking of the person who is stita pragya? Who is samadhista and who is stita di? He's giving three different uh, descriptions for the person that he wants to know about. Mm -hmm. And finally, there's prartana. Prartana is a request. Kindly, could you do this? Uh, It's an invitation of sorts, but it's a bit stronger. So there's a lot of subtlety in the Sanskrit language. My only point being that here, this Prabhasita and also Vrajeta, and I believe Asita, uh, these are all in this lean form. And they're, you know, making a kind of request deliberation, if you like. OK, Whew. we survived. Oh, question. How do you know when it is used like this or like that? Ah. <laughs> ah, this is a good question. Yeah, because you might get into trouble if you're <laughs> interpreting in the wrong way. Uh, it's, uh, it's a matter, generally a matter of, con- mainly a matter of context. You'll know by the context uh, how, how strongly it's being used. Mm. And it could be used um, with more than one sense, as I said, they kind of overlap. Uh, But I think it's also a matter of, it's as we speak, you know, it's a matter of our tone also, isn't it? If I say, (laughs) Haribolo, it's different from if I say Haribolo, right? There's, there's difference in speech also, and the whole Puranic literature is, is, uh, is spoken, it's spoken language, and we sort of forget that because we get it all in, you know, sort of printed <laughs> form. Okay, good. Let's move on to the next verse, shall we? Mm-hmm. Would you like to say something about the next verse? Because it's the beginning of the answer. Uh, to Arjuna's question, Major Maharaj. Prajahati Sarva, it's a man who gives up all varieties of desire for sense gratification. So, um, do we have the second verse up there? Yes, Shiva Bhagavan okay. I have a question. Oh, <laughs> you have a question? i
2: might <laughs> like to a little bit off this topic. Krishna begins to respond to our question. Verses fifty-five to the end
0: of the chapter. Should we do
2: the Sanskrit?
0: They have the Sanskrit here, if so you'd can, like to, yes. briefly. briefly. Yeah, if you like. Shri
2: Badavan Uvaja, Sri Badavan Uvaja, Jahati Adaka Maman, Jahati Adaka Maman, Sarvam Partha Manovatan, Sarvam Partha Manovatan, Mayavatmana Tushta, Tushta, speak Pragyas. I'll just read the translation. Mm-hmm. The Supreme Personality of Godhead said, O Partha, when a man gives up all varieties of desire for sense gratification which arise from mental concoction and when his mind thus purified finds satisfaction in the self alone, then his that he is said to be a pure transcendental consequence. Say something? Please. Something. (laughs) So So Krishna begins by giving a uh, pretty much a general uh, categorical explanation by doing this question, and then he'll the following verses, so break it down and get into more specifics. Uh, when a man gives up all varieties of desires for sense gratification, so sense gratification means to satisfy the senses separately in order to enjoy the objects of the senses, using the mind, in order to focus on the objects of the senses for some type of gratification, or some type of sensual fulfillment. And there are, as it says here, varieties, so many varieties of sense gratification. <coughs> the objects of the senses, of the mind, are as unlimited, just like when mm, when uh, Yudhisthira Maharaj was um, asked by the Yaksha, that's when the when the Pandavas were in exile, this is uh, it was a long pastime, but towards the end of the pastime, Yudhisthira is visited by his father, Dharmaraj, in the form of a Yaksha. And, uh, He's asking us questions, and as described in the Mahabharata, there's about 50 questions. Of course, the question that we understand from this dialogue mostly is what is the most amazing thing? What is the most amazing thing that everyone is seeing, their friends, relatives, people in general, dying? and they think, it's not going to happen again. That was the topper of all the questions. One of the questions that wasn't mentioned in the general, but it's mentioned in the Mahabharata, where, what is more numerous than the blades of grass in creation? (laughs) And so, Yudhisthira, he is fully acknowledged, so immediately he responded correctly. He said, the thoughts in the minds of men. <laughs> the thoughts in the minds of men, which are more numerous, in other words, they're unlimited. <laughs> so we here, when Krishna is saying, uh, varieties of sex gratification, we might use the word unlimited. Of course, nothing in the material world is
1: unlimited.
2: But in, in order for something to be categorized as large numbers and rumors. Sometimes that word is used. So many varieties are education. <laughs> Having given out all of these varieties, and mental concoction is the source of how these things arrive, you see, there's always new and newer ways that people think of how to enjoy this sense. <laughs> it's called Never Progress in Modern Civilization. <laughs> <laughs> How it flip out in so many different ways? <laughs> flip
0: out. What's the... What would be the Croatian for flip out? Go, go mad. Turn upside down in a mental way. Poludy. Yeah. <laughs> Poludy. Uh, poludio. 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 <laughs> poludio. <laughs> Sounds like it's got some <laughs> <laughs>
2: So, and when that happens, no more varieties of sense stimulation due to unlimited ways to think of how to enjoy the senses. Uh, the mind gives all of these up, and it finds, Krishna uh, says, satisfaction in the self alone. And that is, uh, in other words, one finds satisfaction in the fact that uh, I have nothing to do with this material energy, and the spiritual being. I am part and parcel of the Supreme Absolute Truth, and I perform various types of meditations and prayers based on my existence, free from everything material. In other words, then I become satisfied. In other words, that satisfaction is actually intrinsic, if you use the word, that is natural to the soul's existence. The person on that platform is satisfied, happy. And then Krishna <coughs> says, this is the first symptom, or this is the, the complete definition of these which begins, what is Transcendental Consciousness, or Consciousness. No, we're connected with the flickering mind and the senses, in connection with the modes of determination, which are limited. So many varieties of activities, each in the three modes. So, that's the first uh, so it requires of course much more explanation, Srimad Prahmapad's purpose So the Prabhupada always comes back to the essence. Therefore the solution is, as Maharaj was saying, as the all encompassing statement that Sri Prabhupada gave just become Krishna consciousness or conscious of uh, Krishna. So in the 11th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, the uh, sages approach Lord Brahma and they ask Lord Brahma, how is it possible that one can be free from the constant waves of the material energy which are constantly entering into the mind? And at the same time, the mind is always Entering into different varieties of sense-objects. So two things are going on. We see things around us, we experience things, and these objects come in the form of sight, and various other sensual attacks, you might say. And at the same time, the mind is also directed in that way. Now, how is it possible to get free from that? And, Of course, the solution is become Krishna conscious, and then that was answered by uh, uh, Krishna. Actually, krishna was the Hamsa avatar. He was a swan. He took the form of a swan in order to respond to the to the answer by giving. And that a swan actually takes the essence of. Prabhupada talks about how a swan can have milk and water together and approach it, and because of the certain quality of the swan's ability to extract the milk from the water, he leaves the water and takes the essence. So in order to make a point, Krishna manifested Himself as a swan, and I Transcendental
0: person or person trying to reach transcendental always looks for the essence of the nectar, which is Krishna consciousness. <laughs> Thank you, Maharaj. Um, that's okay. That's more than okay. <laughs> More than the C pluses when I went to school. You got a C plus? Once. Once. B <laughs> minus most of it. No, one time I had a B minus. In the American school system, they have, they uh, mark you by letters A, B, C, D, E. Not even E. No, A, B, C, a, B, C D, F. F.
2: A <laughs> means excellent. B means good. C
0: means satisfactory. D means weak. F means you're out. <laughs> <laughs> means start over. <clears throat> Which is basically what we're doing in material life. we we keep flunking, flunk. You know the word flunk when you can't when you can't move up to the next level of school you have to stay back on the same level. In English that's called flunking. You flunk. I flunked third grade, for example. Actually, I flunked kindergarten.
1: (laughs) It's possible.
0: No, I... Anyway, it's a longer story. (laughs) I've been trying to recover ever since.
2: (laughs) We have some good, uh, what do you call it, uh, people who can uproot that
1: internal problem. Thank you. Yes, some counseling.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Harikrishna. Okay, um, yeah, we're in this sort of mood now. I think, I think all that I would say more on this subject is um, read for yourself, it's in the book. And specifically what you may find helpful, In, I know some of you really like to study, consider that this question, uh, verse 54, that Arjuna uh, poses, is now being answered by Krishna in the rest of the chapter. But it even goes beyond that. Um, confirmed. Um, back in the 70's in America there there was uh, some sort of um, some, not Prabhupada, but some other Swami from India was preaching and was promoting what was called transcendental meditation. And devotees told Śrīla Prabhupāda about this and he said, what is this transcendental meditation? He said, there's no question of transcendental meditation unless you're transcendental. First you have to be transcendental, then you can meditate. (laughs) And then he quoted Bhagavad Gita, chapter 18, verse 54 Brahma Bhuta Prasanna Maha, Nasachati, Nakamchati, Sama mad-bhaktim Lavade Param. That is transcendental. So, but in this part of the Gita, um, Krishna is kind of summarizing the essential points about how to get to that point uh, of Brahma one who is prasannatma, who is really satisfied uh, because of being on the platform, on this level of Krishna consciousness, Brahma Buddha, in which there's no l- l- lamenting and there's no hankering. There's no, there's no oh, Oh, if only I had done like this. Oh, I could have done that. I, I lost this, I lost that. Or I want this, I want that. The hankering side. Lamentation, hankering. Past, future. Um, and then sama sarveshu bhuteshu. That's a tough one. <laughs> it's a tough one. I mean, even those who are so, 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 so similar to us in so many ways some little difference and we say, whoa I have nothing to do with that person even Sigmund Freud said um, he spoke of the narcissism of the slight difference (laughs) yeah, we have so many similarities but there's Oh, no, sorry, you failed the test. You're not in my book of uh, good people. <laughs> so that, but Krishna gives a very high bar uh, for us to aim for. Sama Sarveshubhuteshu, being equal to all beings. Um, yeah, oh Krishna, I don't know how you're going to make it. Possible, but <laughs> this is my prayer. <laughs> yeah. So maybe we, um, maybe we just see if devotees have comments or questions about any of this. But I think you wanted to, you wanted to ask me a question. Maybe it should be the other way around. I should ask you a question. Okay. You can have
2: your turn.
0: <laughs> uh,
2: when you were making the, the distinction between the different state uh, words that have certain connotations it how to use them in a certain context,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I was thinking of the emphasis when you use the same word and how it has a different meaning. I was just thinking maybe you could say something about that. Whew. That changes the whole meaning when the emphasis is not there
0: or when it should be there and it's not there when it's there when it shouldn't be there. <laughs> ah, Hare Krishna. It's hard to talk about that without having an example. I'll
1: give an
2: example.
0: Uh, oh, okay. Uh-oh.
2: Here's my father, Pita. Why call me yellow?
0: Oh. Um,
2: if you say pita, you're saying yellow. If you say pita,
1: you're
0: saying white. Oh, well, that's because the way Sanskrit is, um, these are two completely different words. <laughs> 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 the, not for the, the sh. Huh? <laughs> not for most of the <laughs> No, there's a there's a difference between a short a and a long a. That's all. They're different letters. Um, they're transcribed. See, here's the problem. The problem is, you want to know what is the problem? Yes. Today we're going to get at the real problem. <laughs> the problem is that we're use <clears throat> we're taking a language uh, which is typically written. I mean, it's come to be typically written in a script which is called uh, Nagari or Devanagari. Um, I won't go into that, but, but Sanskrit can be, uh, can be written in any language, which is, as long as, I mean, in any script, as long as the script is a phonetic script, phonetic means that you read the letters and you can tell from what you see how it will sound and Sanskrit's really good in this regard, it's totally precise, unlike English uh, which is very, it's got all kinds of weird things about the sounds because it's got French in it and the French, whew, Hopeless case. (laughs) Half their letters you don't even pronounce. (laughs) You have to write all these letters, but (laughs) they're silent. (laughs) What's the point? (laughs) They could say, their books, you know, if they would take out the unnecessary letters, you'd have books half the size. (laughs) Uh, welcome to you who are just coming in welcome swagatam okay so the point is that there's a difference between a language and a script and so for example the word bhagavan we transcribe it in roman or latin letters and The first letter in Sanskrit is bha, which we transcribe as two letters, b-h. It's not two letters, it's one letter. And it has a pronunciation, which is for us familiar with Latin-based languages. Yeah, it makes sense, bha. So short a, and long ah can make a world of difference in meaning. Um, one example of this, this is very common, devotees will pro- mispronounce. Um, they'll say, namabhasa.
1: <laughs>
0: namabhasa. It's not namabasa. it's nam namabhasa.
1: <laughs>
0: it's a long a abhasa uh, because abhasa means semblance it means it can mean reflection sometimes shadow uh, but it, it's so the reflection of the name nama abasa. so if you're saying nama abhasa I don't know what that means it means no name no language, no I don't know what abasa means. But it's not the same. Or another another one is now you're gonna really have to watch yourself, especially when you come to Zagreb when you pronounce when you speak on Nama Avasa. Otherwise you're in big trouble. <laughs> I tell you, Maharaj, you'll be in big trouble because now it's out. Everybody knows.
2: When I first came here, first initiation I did, they gave me a whole list of names I shouldn't give.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. That's another thing you gotta watch out.
2: Watch out for Vrata.
0: Vrata, yeah. yeah. Doors, don't name anybody door. (laughs) (laughs) What? What was that? Kanta.
1: Bucket. Kanta. Kanta.
0: Uh-oh. Yeah, don't name anybody Kanta.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, so, um, yeah, Pita, Pita. So that's... Okay, you got a bit more Sanskrit grammar information today than, than you were expecting.
2: <laughs> no, I'm
0: sorry. <laughs> so now it's my turn for a question. <clears throat> to you. I might have to take the fifth My question is, how come you have so much energy for da- dancing in kirtan? <laughs> And how come your knees still work? (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Did anyone get a picture of that? It's on the internet. internet. That could be a scandal, you know? There's <laughs> too many in this guy already. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: that's that question. <laughs> it's, uh, and I think the answer is, uh, <laughs> this is not to, you know, put you in a wrong position. But when, you, when you go back to that, and you understand the answer?
0: Yeah. Oh thank you. Thank you. He's see, he's already back to God. He's already there.
2: Where? I'm not
1: sure where there is. I've been accused of being in a lot of places. That's
2: not actually the place I should be in.
0: <laughs> no, you're still on the spot.
2: Hare
1: Krishna,
0: Hare That's the answer. That's a very cryptic answer. <laughs> Does maybe we should see if anyone. Uh, has a question or a comment, anything about uh, Arjuna's question, Krishna's answer, Bhagavad Gita more generally. I understand we have some uh, guests who are here for the first time, so, special welcome to you. We hope we haven't scared you away. We hope this won't be the last time. We hope you'll feel welcome to come. Uh, yeah, again and again. Yes.
1: It's not not uh, directly connected uh, with the verse, but it's like more of Sanskrit. So, when we read we read Bhagavad um, Gita, it's very obvious that uh, the Sanskrit is not the same. So, it's, I guess there's some differences there.
2: Especially this uh, verse in our reading, so
0: does it seem that the Bhagavatam Gita, is uh, more older than the Bhagavad Gita? Oh, I see what you're saying. Mm. Whether the the Sanskrit in the Bhagavad Gita, sorry, in the Bhagavatam is older than? What's in then the Sanskrit of the Bhagavad Gita? Um, Well, a couple of things might be said. One is, both of them are in what is now generally called classical Sanskrit, uh, which means both are following quite strict um, grammatical rules that were established by a certain Panini, a certain person named Panini, um, which I've always thought must be an Italian opera singer. (laughs) But no, it's, it's a Sanskrit grammarian from ancient times how ancient is sort of debated, but I think they generally say around 5th century before the Common Era. Now you're going to say, wait, 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 Bhagavad Gita, Bhagavatam, they're much older than that. Ah, that's a whole nother discussion, i better not get into, or I might not get invited back here. Um, but if we consider the lila, uh, Mahabharata, Uh, is uh, being composed by Śrīla Vyāsadeva before he composes the Bhagavatam, right? Because in the beginning of the Bhagavatam, chapters 4, 5, 6, we have the meeting of Vyāsa with Narada. Vyāsa has recognized that Uh, all that he has composed so far is not satisfying the the heart. And he suspects the reason is he hasn't fully glorified the Lord, Narada comes, Narada always comes just at the right time, and he says, you're right, you're right, you got it wrong. You should compose the the Bhagata, which uh, Vyasa then does. He sits down and meditates, Bhakti Yoga in a manasi samyak pranihiteya male apashat purusham kurnam maya mayam caturapashrayam, and he sees what is what. He sees uh, he sees the Lord and he sees the Lord's illusory energy and he sees the difference. And now he can composed the Bhagavatam. So from that perspective we understand the Bhagavatam is later. The Bhagavad Gita is part, is within the Mahabharata. Mahabharata, uh, again, is earlier. Bhagavatam is later. So then it would be the opposite of what you're suggesting. But the Bhagavad Gita is in quite Simple Sanskrit, for the most part. Uh, however, it also has a lot of interesting uh, expressions which can be taken this way or that way, and which leads to all kinds of debates. Uh, and so, but it's it's most of it is in this uh, simple verse form, Anushthup. The eight syllables. A lot of the Bhagavatam is also in anustup, but the Bhagavatam has many other meters. The Bhagavad-gītā has anustup and tristup. that's it. And the Bhagavatam has, if I remember right, altogether some twenty-five different meters. And some of them, plus it has some sections which are not meter, they're in prose. Uh, fifth canto has a lot of prose, uh, Sixth canto has some, and, um, and what, what else? Yeah, so a lot of the Bhagavatam is quite difficult, quite difficult Sanskrit. And another point is there are words and phrases in the Bhagavatam which are what the scholars call Vedic, um, they, they seem to be echoing uh, the style of Sanskrit of the Rig Veda, which is going way, way back. So, now that I got you more confused than you were before you asked your question, <laughs> is that alright? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meters. Meters the yeah, there are different me- meters. Mm-hmm. Some of them are very very sweet. Yeah. Tavakatam ritam, tapta jivanam, kaviviriditam, kalma shravana mangalam, srimadatatam, Bhuhigrinanti Burida <laughs> the Gopi Gita in the tenth canto. Hare Krishna. Khanna. I, I might confuse the whole thing
2: with
0: my <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. It's a good day for being confused.
2: So um, when you I mean I counted every verse in the Srimad Bhagavatam that is written according to the verses and the way they're metered in the book, and you get fourteen thousand zero nine six, not eighteen thousand. Right. 14,000, I think it's maybe one, two, all. So, but based on your answer, then, it depends on how you count, how the meters are
0: actually placed within the... chest. Um... <laughs> now we're getting into sticky territory. <laughs>
2: I've always been looking for someone who could answer that
0: one. <laughs> <clears throat> I was hoping you could answer it.
2: <laughs> well, there was one Sanskrit scholar in our movement, beat Paranandana, and
0: I wrote him and he said, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he said, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he said in
2: so many words, but he, the conclusion was he couldn't really explain. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Um, no, it's true. The Bhagavatam as we have it today, as we know it, is a little over 14,000 verses. But in the Garuda Purana, I believe it's the Garuda Purana, it says that the Bhagavatam has 18,000 verses. So one way to understand is that at the time of the composition of the Garuda Purana, there were 18,000 verses and what we have now is 14 and then you wonder uh, where are those 4,000 verses (laughs) who stole the 4,000 verses we want those 4,000 verses now (laughs) Uh, another way to understand which is suggested uh, by some is that the number 18 is, uh, there are certain numbers in, in Sanskrit, in Indian traditions, that are used um, without the intention of saying exactly this number, but with the intention of saying, yeah, it's, you know, it's kind of like 18, there's... 18 chapters of Bhagavad Gita, there's 18 cantos of the Bhagavatam, not cantos, sorry, 18,000 verses, um, there are 18 parvans of the Mahabharata, it's a good number, so there must be 18,000 verses of Bhagavad <laughs> The word shata, which means a hundred in Sanskrit, can also mean many. And uh, the word koti, uh, which means 10 million, can mean a real lot, a whole lot. Yeah, just a whole lot. So I think whether whether it is 14,000 or 18,000 is not... So much the issue. <laughs> huh? Thank you. Because because the issue is uh, what is the Bhagavatam? Krishna, Swadamo, Pagate, Dharma Gnana Dibisaha, Kalod, Nastad Pura Puranarko, Aruno Udita. Or with Sandya Udita. So, the Bhagavatam is compared to the sun. It's the the Purana Arka. It has come up like the sun, and it's come up just for us. And we can all benefit from its light. Because we're in the age of Kali, which is uh, the time when Drusha, this vision sight, is nashta. finished. There's no, there's no vision. There's no. If there's vision, it's tunnel vision. You know this expression? Tunnel vision. You have this also in. How do you say? One way vision. How do you say in Frivatsky? Tunnel vision. Yeah. Like a horse, yeah, yeah. So, huh? O granica, with with uh, with limits, right? Yeah, they, There's another expression. Well, it has a different sense, but in Spanish, uh, they say cuadrado
1: možna tako.
0: Quadrano. So this is the age of quadrado thinking or ogranič, ogranič.
1: Oh.
0: How do you say limited thinking? Yes,
1: ograničeno yes. razmišljanje. Ograničeno razmišljanje.
0: Oh! Na roz... Roz? It's It's a... Su- All right, we're having a good time today, aren't we? (laughs) Anything else? What time? I guess it's time now. Oh, the arty is going on. We've already been going over time. So, should we call it a day? Thank you, Maras. (laughs) Hare <laughs> Krishna, uh... Chandramali Swami Maharaj, ki Jai, Ananta Gauti Vaisna Vinda, Khi Jai, Krantaraj Srimad Bhagavad Gita, Khi Jai, Gaur, Preen,